in another two minutes. Good evening and a happy cat day to you all. Uh, today we are joined on the Fat Cats Cafe by our friends from the Inventors. Um, as per usual, we're giving out a catless spot sometime during the show, uh, as well as some catnip. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand and we'll try and bring you up near the end. Or poke me in the cafe voice, te uh, voice text and uh, we will kind of have a look over there too. Welcome, welcome. Good day. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh, well, another Aussie. We've got a bunch of you in our server, so I, I'm sure the accent will be quite at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Where's your accent from, yeah. by the way? Is it South African or...? It is. It is. And only an Aussie would pick that up. An Aussie and a Brit would pick that up. They would know that it's, it's not one of theirs, but it doesn't sound like the Johannesburgers, right? I'm from Cape Town. <laughs> Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I um, I grew up in a, a town in Australia, or a, uh, basically an area in Australia in Sydney, where a, a lot of people had actually come from South Africa. So I, I grew up, and I'm, yeah, I'm very familiar with the accent. Yeah, very, very familiar. 
Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, now I'm in Jerusalem, so I've been all over the place. Um, and, and we were just enjoying some uh, music from Jay Chow. Um, so, you know, some cultural, cultural enjoyment over there. Um, I, I was actually inspired by your collection because uh, the art from your collection, and maybe we'll start there, the art of your collection is really borrowing from some of the greatest minds in history, right? And, um, and from all different societies and cultures. Uh, I, I know we've definitely got a, a Tesla over there and we've got a Leonardo da Vinci. But uh, can you tell, me, uh, tell us a little bit about how you came up with uh, that choice of art and that style and uh, what you were hoping to convey with it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, thank you for, for having us. And uh, I know that uh, Josh and John had a great chat with you. So I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful to be here and, and our community, I'm sure will love to tune in and grab the recording. Um, yeah, so the art is three inventors. We have Arda Lovelace, Nikola Tesla and Leonardo da Vinci. Um, it was always a bit of a challenge to go, you know, we had this question of, are we going to just have one inventor? Are we going to have two? Are we going to have three? Where do we draw the line? And uh, yeah, I mean, three just seemed like a good number. I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, you know, I, I, I like symbols. I like looking at what symbols mean. And I, I really like the numbers three and seven. So I was like, okay, well, three is a good number. Uh, in terms of the choice of the particular inventors, I think people here would know Leonardo da Vinci. I'm sure people know Nikola uh, Tesla, but uh, Arda Lovelace is one of the less recognized, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, in terms of the inventors in history. And, um, you know, part of what we wanted to do was uh, shine the light on her as, you know, for, for her contribution and uh, doing that as part of uh, making it clear that we want to have a role in, uh, you know, supporting women in the space to get a bit more involved. So that, that was part of it. But also we dove deeper into Arda Lovelace and we saw that, well, this is, uh, you know, she's pretty damn significant in terms of the, you know, the early computer prototypes. She's amazing. And um, yeah, so I'd suggest anyone look her up. She's actually the inspiration behind, uh, I think, uh, Cardano's Arda, right? So that's kind of, some interesting backstory for people. Um, in terms of the art, you know, I think the art's pretty unique, really. Um, you know, I've been hanging around in the NFT space for over, probably over a year now, maybe 12, yeah, 11, 12 months. Um, I hadn't seen any art like this before, really. I mean, it really struck me as something quite unique. Um, you know, it was really cool to work with the artists. We still work with the artists today. They're, they're um, extremely enthusiastic this was actually their first nft project and um yeah we built a really good relationship with them and um just you know i i you'll probably hear me talk about this a bit but i'm just big on gut instinct so you know if it just if it's just yes that's good often often it's the way we go so and that's what happened with the art fantastic fantastic yeah it's it's it it may be kind of new to the NFT space, this style of art, but it's, it's a very classic style in its own right. Uh, it kind of it gives me very 90s vibes. In fact, there was an education cartoon which followed around Dr. Um, Father Time, and it really reminded me of that. So, you know, that's always a good thing, right? When you can hit that nostalgic point, uh, then the art has done something right. And you're correct. It's, it's, it's not easy to do a lot of different characters. It really isn't because you're doing a generative collection, right? I mean, we've gone a little bit overboard with fat cats. We've got, we've got 12 heads and, 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 and a lot of skins. The troll now and the artists are laughing at me. They said we will, but you know, this is what, what, what can I do? We've kind of got to push these boundaries, but uh, I think three is definitely a good number. Um, okay, so when the squiggles debacle happened, <clears throat> I kind of got my account locked because of them, I believe, uh, because I'd been fighting them for five weeks. And I had this kind of epiphany moment when that happened with the kind of the squiggles rug that instead of me spending my time trying to point out communities and collections that are clearly rugs, why don't I double down on helping educate my friends uh, in what they should be looking for and supporting communities that are doing the right thing? And so I kind of got into my head that I wanted this partnerships with the circle of competence, right? Like if we, you know, the free market, I feel is very amoral. And this is a very free market kind of society. 
And um, we have to give it the moral standards that we expect by, to, by, for it to go by, or at the very least, the standards that we expect as a minimum from communities and projects. And so that has been my focus. And so, you know, I, inventors, I'm, you know, let's be honest. I mean, it got off to a bit of a rough start, right? It got off to a bit of a rough start for your mint. But that really didn't phase me that much when it came to talking to you guys, because I could see there was tremendous substance over there. Um, and uh, that you're building something special. So let's talk about that. What are you trying to build? Yeah, and so I want to really speak about it from the perspective of looking at the ecosystem as a whole because, uh, you know, the Inventors NFT project is, I like to call it a tree within the bigger forest. You know, it's not, it's not a situation that we find ourselves in where we – it's not that we necessarily depend upon inventors. Inventors is a part of a interdependent ecosystem of different elements that we're building. So, you know, the, the, basically the origin story is that we built a, uh, an organization called tech tree, which is an educational platform. So our big focus is actually on educating people. And uh, you know, that came out of a, you know, a traumatic experience that, uh, our core team had where several of us were uh, basically in a financial loss after making a, you know, a, maybe a, a, a less educated decision in, in investing into a certain project. And basically the lesson that we took out of that was like, you know, there is such an absence of education. Uh, people are getting rugged left, right and center. People have a hard time. Um, and I think the big thing for me personally is that people don't have a really strong, positive first experience of this space. And I think that's actually devastating, right? Because I think people that are really, uh, you know, really passionate about this space and what it can do in terms of the way that it can, it, you know, it's creating more convergence, which is beautiful. It's bringing people together, but at the same time, people come in and they get completely screwed. And, and I, you know, that's devastating. It's sad and it turns people away really, really quickly. So from the perspective of where our heart is, that's, that's a big part. It's like, how do we, how do we do something to make a dent in that? And education was the answer, um, but education that we really wanted to deliver on. And so, um, yeah, I mean, inventors, like, it's really interesting too, because you mentioned it being a rough start. It's really depending upon our perspective, how we see it. Like, for example, we, are very, very comfortable with a slow roll with, with regard to our mint. And, and also the reason why we can say that is goes back to my first point, which is it's just a part of the bigger ecosystem. Like it, it's going to work itself out when it works itself out and it's going to be supported by everything we're doing to grow the ecosystem as a whole. So the more that tech tree grows, the more that ends up providing immense utility to inventors because we grow our content creator base. Currently, we've got, I think, just over 20 content creators. Um, you know, we've got some real professionals there. You've spoken to at least two of them, Dylan's. So, um, you know, I just, I feel really confident even more by the day. And I think the thing that I have very strongly embedded in my mind is that, yeah, I mean, I'm just focused on, really building something that is going to support itself and i keep a big perspective on things i'm not super focused on uh, staying put in linear growth i'm kind of looking at what we can do to do things non-linearly as well so that's why it's an ecosystem not a static nft project that's that's kind of that's kind of what i would say no i think i think that's good i i think um there's never been a shortage of, of very smart people here, right? I, I think, I think you know, I, I want to acknowledge that because I'm about to kind of cut at them, but there's never been a shortage of quality brains in the space or creativity um, or uh, the willingness to take a chance and explore new ideas. What I think we did get ourselves stuck into was we, we you know, the, those early NFT creators like Bored Ape and stuff, they were doing things at a different pace and with a different kind of style than what happened when the first bull market happened, right? Like you get all these people come in looking for hype. And then of course the market starts to provide, it starts to kind of window dress marketing, providing all of this hype, then the rug pools start to come. And um, if anything, what the bear market has brought 
is it kind of caught, brought in a great pause where a lot of people have been saying, okay, maybe, maybe I wasn't going about that the right way. Maybe all of that kind of really very, very easy money uh, had some downside to it as well. Um, and uh, now kind of let's, let's up our standards and let's explore things differently. And, um, you know, when, when the bear market first happened, I thought, oh, God, am I building a community in this space now? But suddenly people start taking notice of us, right? Because, you know, well, what happens in a bear market too is some things go to zero, but some of the blue chips really held their own. And I, I think that you're building in that right time too. On the one hand, uh, you're having to very carefully curate and try and reach your audience, which is the hard part, right? Because you're competing against almost these loudspeaker type high projects. I mean, we just got 12,000 new followers in the last two days on our Twitter. And I'm so glad that I've got a locked Discord because it's not who we want in our Discord, right? That's not, those are not the community builders. Those are the hype flippers. And it's great on the one hand that they're kind of giving us more exposure, but that's not who you build a community with. And I really like that you mentioned not just growing vertically, because I think we, you know, so much of the problem is that everyone's like, okay, we did this and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this, right? Almost these unattainable uh, gimmicky goals, whereas there is a lot of day in and day out hard work of building sideways, right? Of building the community, of, of consistency, of getting quality content out regularly. That does take time to set up the infrastructure and it may seem less sexy, but uh, from a value proposition point of view, it provides so much more. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's and and that's where I think the the benefit of being supported by people that really find that to be their lane. Like you know, we've had this big thing within our team of sifting through, like what's everyone's actual you know best ability, what's their best skill set, and how do we most powerfully harness that? Because we have a few people. It's not. It's not just that there's three or four core members now. We have a bunch of people with a bunch of skill sets and some people are really good on the, as you say, the vertical. Some people really want to build horizontally and, um, you know, it's like that synergy between both that we're trying to build and it can sometimes mean that we get conflicting uh, diversity and, and we go into a melting pot and we come out the other side with good solutions and, and better relationships. So, I just think, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you that that bull market came and then we hit the bear market and, um, you know, I just, it, none of it phased me personally. It was just, you know, what have we got to do to just keep building and showing uh, what we're about? And I think one of the things that I've personally fallen back on over the course of my life, particularly my own professional life is, uh, you know, even though even though people can disagree, they like or dislike the actions that get taken today in, in the moment. Um, often, often there's a, there's a strength in remembering that character always shines through. And I think from the perspective of, um, you know, leading a project or making decisions that might be tough decisions because the NFT market can be, I mean, there's a lot happening. It's moving a million miles a day. Sometimes decisions have to be made, you know, sometimes, someone needs to take a stand and go, Hey, we're going in this direction. And, um, that doesn't always, everyone, not everyone agrees sometimes. And I think the big thing that's helped me on a personal level is gone like, okay, well it's the character. It's the, what's the character of the project because, and that's applicable too in the context of, you know, if you start off your mint a bit slow, then what will happen is that will, that will sift out a lot of people but it will also allow the project to shine in its character. And um, that's, that's my, uh, that's kind of my, my belief on it anyway. Very cool. Very cool. And, you know, I've, I say this often to, in, in, to the community when we're not a, 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 and we're not an all, all, all or nothing situation, right? We're an and situation. You can be a degen, you can be flipping and trading, and you can also be looking to invest and build your knowledge base because, you know, any skills that you pick up, right? Like I, I often feel, find this so funny. It's like if you've done any other kind of investing in your life, right, that toolkit that you've acquired, you're going to take anywhere, right? Like, 
you know, NFTs are revolutionary in many ways, and yet there are also many things that we can look at them that are similar to other things, right? You, you want to look for good teams. You want to look for roadmaps that make a bit of sense. You want to look for communities that seem cohesive and get the idea. Th those are all tools that you're going to would have been looking for in other corporations or in other entities or structures and so on. So spending time to kind of, kind of build up your educational toolkit or spending time in communities like Fat Cats where we're a little bit slower pace, we're looking at last week's data instead of the on-the-hour data, is still going to help you with your DJ and plays and flips and stuff too. Uh, but at the very least, it will also help you not get wrecked. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think that we need, and that that's, yeah, as I was saying, that's that's partly where we've come in from is, yeah, we, we really don't want people to get wrecked. We want to minimize that as much as possible. We, we teach one part within our, uh, within our education, which is all about helping people to set up their own base case um, decentralized farming strategy and the whole premise behind that is actually to minimize their downside because so many people that come into crypto don't do that um, they ape their whole you know ethereum into something and then they lose it so we want to re re-educate re people so that they can have um, you know can have those solid structures and strategies in place that actually give them the wiggle room to go and you know, do their little degen activities on the side because those degen activities just collapse time. If, if they work, if they work, they collapse time. Um, but if they don't work, then you're, you know, you've already, you've already, you've got your foundation there. So um, yeah, we're really big on that. And, and yeah, I mean, there's just too many stories in the space of people getting wrecked and um, I've been fortunate. It's really fortunate to be connected to you and your community. There's there's several other communities that I really see doing some amazing work, and I I think you're also, um, you know, affiliated with those communities as well. And I just think that um, the right kinds of people and projects find each other. So, yeah, that's it's exciting what we're going to be able to do. And and um, but yeah, the big thing has always been. How do we how do we make this space positive for people from the beginning? And and I just it's I don't I mean maybe it's idealistic, but I just don't like the idea of people having to come in here and lose a lot of money in order to learn. You know, I just I don't think it has to happen like that. I, I agree. I agree. I think this this rite of passage nonsense that people say that kind of you have to get rugged once to be okay. I. I I don't think it's so healthy either because the reality is uh, only 5% of the world kind of really know what an NFT is. A far greater, per lower percentage actually have ever bought an NFT. They've been confronted in the news all the time that NFT NFTs are that next kind of crypto bubble nonsense. And when you take all of that together and then they also get wrecked as their first experience, I think that the number of people that are just turning around and walking away and will probably not be back for another five years is far greater than people think. And so as much as, uh, you know, I'm angry at, at, at overall, the overall market for attracting these kind of hype things, right? Like, again, the free market does what it's asked to do. On the other hand, I never want to blame a victim. And, um, and we really should, as our outreach as communities, be trying to say if you, you know, kind of if someone's been your mentor or some communities helped you avoid getting wrecked, you should be looking for someone uh, to take under your wing to, to pass on that valuable knowledge uh, so that they, they, they don't have that experience and that their first NFT mint is not a utter travesty and an anxiety attack. Yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. Yeah, I just, I mean, and even that there's a lot of young people coming in as well and, and just to, just to make we actually we had some interesting experiences i'll just share one real quick we had a young kid that was like maybe 14 13 years old who turned up in one of our twitter spaces and he i, I it was awesome for him because i think instead of going down that path of getting wrecked he i think he he very likely got some solid information and um, hopefully did something with it so yeah that was cool Awesome. I actually know a person who made a, a 13 year old who made uh, two projects. 
He's pretty awesome. Everyone should go and check out um, Ranchi Rednecks. He created his own project and he's also on the advisory of Apocalyptic Apes. Uh, you know, this is why I was saying, you know, it goes, goes back full circle. There, are no, there is no shortage of really smart young people, uh, but maybe kind of it's the duty of, of us older cats to uh, bring a little bit of transparency, excellence, and maybe a little bit of polish, right? Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, so tell us a little bit about the roadmap. Uh, I know it's kind of broken down into kind of two core areas, right? The educational modules, um, and and then, as you said, the, uh, the the mining aspect. Can can we go into your core roadmap, and then we can kind of see where where that takes us? Yeah. So, yeah, the main the main part of the utility is educational, and and we're doing that in two ways. The first way is through live masterclasses. So, we have, uh, as I said, we have just over twenty content creators on our team. Um, we have live masterclasses that people get access to. They vary in length. For example, we had one recently that was, uh, I think it spanned just over 10 days. We had another masterclass that was a series of individual lessons over a, about a month. Um, but basically what we do is we bring the experts that we have in those particular fields and they basically teach content that is uh, wealth building oriented. Um, that's that's the big focus of the masterclasses. They go into areas like TA, technical analysis. They go into areas like DeFi, how to set up your own yield farm. What are some of the different yield farming strategies? These kinds of topics are really the center point of the masterclasses. We're also looking at bringing in some other masterclasses. We're really heavily focused on um, you know, what's happening with people's, uh, you know, emotional mental state. So we, we do have a focus there in including those kinds of topics in the masterclasses. But yeah, the premise is they're live. We also have static content that is a part of the Tech Tree learning management system, and that's going to be released soon. So people can get access to that, uh, go through a series of modules and uh, basically continue to grow their knowledge um, the, the overall education that people get access to is split into three different tiers. Um, I'd say very simply, that's just beginner, intermediate and advanced. Um, you know, the beginner just being some of those more introductory topics, intermediate starting to get your, you know, your feet wet a little bit more. And then the advanced uh, static content on Tech Tree is more about uh, some of those secret source kind of uh, pieces of the puzzle so that's the education side that we uh, yeah that we offer that's that's the essential basis of it and um continuing to continuing to grow that uh that base of creators to to give that wealth building education yeah and and you know we, everyone says it a million times and i sometimes kind of like downplay it because it is said a million times but in this particular case community is really really value right when it comes to the fact that your teachers are around to kind of help you uh, with those masterclasses. There is a community around that you can talk to. There are other holders in the chat that you can reach out to and bounce ideas with. It really both helps people, I think, absorb the information and also create a, a, a kind of think tank ecosystem, right? A, um, you know, I, I, I like to think of fat cats and especially you guys even more as this kind of Greco-Roman university vibe, right? I, I come from quite a religious Jewish family. And so I did spend some time in the yeshiva system. Uh, and it, it, it really was built on that kind of Greco-Roman uh, philosopher debate, you know, those robust debates, throwing ideas back and forth and sometimes throwing a chair as well. And I think that that is something that Discord actually lends itself to because you can have these almost breakout groups and different voice chats and, um, and holders areas and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, there's something that I have personally noticed on on this journey of of uh, you know offering an NFT that is primarily education focused is that I think it's been somewhat new in, in the space to do that, and I also think it hasn't. I don't know if it's sexy is the right word, but it, it's been something that you know we've kind of gone like, okay, well this is a message that we really have to take a stand for. 
And it's, it, I think it's really important that when we talk about education, it's not about another gimmick. It's not about this sexy thing. It's not all of that kind of stuff. It's more about, it's the passion that we have behind it and why is it so important? And, uh, you know, I, sometimes I actually sit back and I go, oh my God, look at what we've built. Look at what we're building. Look at the, look at the level of um, knowledge and expertise that is growing and m- more than more than getting lost in the kind of the immediate circumstances, because we can do that. We can go, well, there's this thing that needs to happen today. There's this Twitter spaces, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes I sit back and I go, we're actually building the future of education right now. And we've already started to do it. And that's just a very sobering. And at the same time, it's a very inspiring uh, kind of reminder for me because I think when we are in this fast-paced NFT space, even us as the creators of the project can think that we're not doing something right because we haven't looked like this project. And then I just have to remind myself and be completely true to myself and go, well, we're not meant to be like that. You know, we are, we are so radically different and very much like you guys, you, you're stuck to your core. And that's really, really incredible and i think that authenticity and that we could say even that integrity it just starts to shine through and um that's that's really what i see i go wow imagine 12 months down the line because i know right now what we're doing and it just it gets all all of my attention into the right place so yeah yeah i i think i think you're hitting the nail on the head with a lot of these points i mean i was speaking to a friend uh, who's built like three projects. Uh, he's building a metaverse platform now and he's done two games. And he's like, bro, like half my friends have gone and got, gone back to their day job. And I said, yeah, not me, not me. We're the builders and the settlers, right? We're just getting started. And, um, you know, hype and sexiness is one thing, but I kind of, I want to build brands over here and I want to build valuable IP and I want to build valuable communities. And, um, you know, as I've kind of been mentioning as a topic now for this whole week, yes, a lot of roadmaps are quite gimmicky. But what isn't gimmicky is is setting up the foundation really well because luck tends to favor the prepared, right? And if your kind of holders are the people that have done all your courses and get what's going on, whether they've actively been majorly flipping and investing into some of the early projects, they will know when the next board aid comes along. They will know when the next kind of big Ethereum thing hits, et cetera, et cetera, because they will have that toolkit and they'll have that uh, community support to be able to kind of suss it out and analyze and look at it together. And I think that, you know, it's, it's people want kind of like, where's my immediate three X, right? How does this translate into dollars and cents? And um, sometimes the answer is, uh, well, that's not this project but being part of this community is going to make you very wealthy in ways you probably didn't even realize you needed to be wealthy in. 100%. And, and like in our case, I'd say to them, um, go and hang out with, uh, go and hang out with soul seeker for a bit and, and, and listen to some of his TA stuff because you know, you'll, you'll get your three X somewhere there. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, that that's right. There's, there's just, that's why just educating them and getting their expectations right is good. And, you know, I'm, it, it's okay. People come and go. I think the, the people that sense the core of the project, they, they usually stay and they help it grow. And um, there is always change. But, the, yeah, the, the core just gets stronger and stronger. Um, like I, I, and I'm sure you know this from doing it with your own project, but I've just loved the, the, uh, the way that our team has evolved and I feel it's just been amazing. It's just been such an amazing experience. And I know that some people can have quite a harrow, harrowing experience with their teams and, and it can be difficult, but like, uh, you know, the four core team members on, on my team, you know, they're, they're basically brothers right now, you know, and that's, that's been such an awesome experience to, to be on that, on that journey with them and knowing that it's, it just gets stronger and I just don't think that I can't see anything really dividing us. And, um, and, and it just gets oddly as, as things get more intense, we start to get more chilled. It's just, there's just that maturity that happens. And um, 
Yeah, so I'm just loving it. I, I'm absolutely loving the whole experience. It's amazing. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I've been involved in a lot of communities. I, I built uh, a lot in Second Life. And, um, you know, and also I kind of geeked out. I was a big player in Magic the Gathering and a few other things. And, you know, when when I made the decision around December to really kind of focus on organic, because I could see the writing on the wall, right? A lot of these hype campaigns, you could see the groups, the, the communities the week after, the month after, and there were these dead horrible kind of depressing discords and um you know it's it 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 it, it really you you as a founder you stand at a crossroads like okay are we going to do this kind of quick hype project get the money we need because we believe in our vision and then start building and then deal with two months of fad and kind of pick up all the broken pieces because people feel lied to or you know oversold or whatever or or do you go the kind of slow day in and day out grindy route where every person that comes in and sticks around is a diamond. And, you know, I, I didn't know what kind of what would be right. I mean, I knew kind of in my gut that if you're building long term, you have to keep your name, your brand name integrity there. Right. Because if you burn yourself, you, you can't do this again. They will, you know, people, everything is on the blockchain. People will find out it's you that did kind of four other bad projects. And it just didn't sit with me well. And so having now gone the organic route, and I know you guys have as well, oh, it's so rewarding. I mean, to come into a community where these are literally my people, right? I mean, these are people that I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm winding down for the day and I can kind of kick back and check in with them and see which projects they're working on. And they give me ideas and kind of I feedback those ideas and, then we look for things for whitelists and we start speaking to other communities. And now we're looking at partnerships and stuff. I, you know, I knew it would be rewarding, but I had no idea it would be kind of this level rewarding and uh, fulfilling. Yeah. Absolute game changer. <laughs> and the other, the other, the other uh, way that I would say it's a game changer is I, like, I don't know about you, but I've always just wanted to be challenged in whatever I'm doing to the max degree and I haven't found anything as challenging as this. So I'm just like, this is the, this is the best thing that I could ever want is tech tree and inventors challenging me 24 seven. Amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to come and um, try and copy one of my members who's also Australian. She goes, Oh, Dylan, don't you know, we're very, very competitive. Hey, you challenge an Australian to a competition and it's game on. It's game on. <laughs> so I, I think I think I think it definitely seems to be fit fit with what you're saying. And <laughs> um, okay, I, I I know that there is another part of your roadmap that is a bit more dollar and cents. Um, let's talk about the the yield farming aspect. Both of kind of we've spoken about the education side of the yield farming, but. yeah so i'll try to keep that pretty simple but we uh, yeah so we're really big on decentralized finance um what we've done with uh, basically so far 25 percent of the mint proceeds is all the all the mint proceeds is we put them into um, various DeFi farming strategies that uh, have an annual um, percentage yield of 70%. It's basically between 50 to 70%. Sometimes it goes up a bit, sometimes it goes down. Um, the idea being that we can continue to grow sustainably and, um, you know, from what we can see pretty conservatively, the funds that we receive through the Mint and we can then use that uh, for the sake of community-driven giveaways. And um, our giveaways are gamified in the sense that um, every inventor NFT that you have generates entries into that uh, into that giveaway system, and then we use the yield that we make on that basically on that on that farming strategy uh, to basically create sustainable giveaways to our community. Um, the 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 desired um, kind of function for this will be that it's eventually run through a DAO so that our community has full say in how they want to, first of all, structure the giveaways, second of all, uh, 
the the types of giveaways. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really cool way because we have seen communities come forward and, you know, they, they use money to give away stuff to their community as a way of driving the value. The difference between that and what we're doing is that we have a way of um, sustainably growing the funds that we use for giveaway without taking away from the, the actual original seeding that we put into the farms. Um, and so we do all our farming through uh, an, basically an affiliate uh, DeFi ecosystem that we are very intimately involved with. Um, the team members in that are also doxxed and um, we have quite close relationships with them. And so, yeah, we just, we have this idea of, you know, what would it be like if we can really grow that, you know, let's say at the end of the year, because, you know, we're not going anywhere. So when all of the mint proceeds are running through that, we can see it becoming a very, um, well, maybe a more sexy element, but, you know, it's also cool because all of our holders that have been a part of the inside process of that giveaway system, because we we've shown them everything. We show them how we set it up. We show them the decisions we make. They've all started to set up their own farms. And that's one of the most rewarding things that a lot of them have received is they now have a sustainable way of growing their own, essentially their base case financial strategy so that they're not, um, you know, yeah, so that they're covered. They've got a way to get themselves financially free just through following what we're doing. Awesome, awesome. And uh, let's let's pause there a bit at the yield farming. What what kind of uh, currencies are you guys focusing? Are you focusing on stable coins or uh, kind of the old coins or the larger cap coins? Yeah. So uh, typically, what we do is just to uh, reduce volatility. Um, we we typically pair, we create pairs with stable coins. So one pair is USDC. Um, another pair is BUS, uh, it includes BUSD, um, and we pair these with uh, tokens from an emerging decentralized uh, finance uh, platform. Um, there's actually two of them. One is on the Binance Smart Chain. The second is on the Phantom Network. So, um, and and we, uh, yeah, they both they both emerge out of that same ecosystem that we, um, you know, we know it well. We know the team well. The team is doxed. Um, and, you know, we've, we've put our, uh, you know, kind of, kind of gone through that process a lot ourselves on a personal level. And also we have made sure that every move we make from that perspective is very transparent. So our community sees it in real time. Um, you know, we basically, they can track all the wallets. We've, we've given our community access to all of that so they can go in and have a look at how their money is doing basically. And um, yeah, so that's it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, cool. Um, for those just joining, because I can see a new couple who joined, we're talking to the founder of Inventors. Uh, they are heavily focused on creating quality education for their holders um, in, in, from, from the very basics to very advanced yield farming. And uh, we were just talking about a second pillar of their roadmap, which is kind of a community-run uh, yield farming pool, uh, which will ultimately be passed over to a DAO and the community gets to decide on um, how those rewards are paid out while still constantly uh, reinvesting and occurring in the capital. Um, a final question on that is uh, how do you, how do you uh, handle impermanent loss, right? I mean, this is always a question when you pair two assets, uh, how do you get the maximum benefit of yield farming uh, while avoiding impermanent loss? I have to be honest with you. That is definitely a question that I would I would have to get Kim or Kevin to answer you on. We can uh, we could drop you something in the Discord. I'm sure they've got a, a solid bulletproof answer on that. I just don't want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do my 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 best job, but probably not my best job on it. So, um, but yeah, that, but that's that, okay. That is, Yes. Yeah, as you said, you, you're a specialist, right? And that's not your area of specialty. So that's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, I want to open up to a few questions from the audience. Uh, let me see if there are any uh, in the cafe voice text. 
while I'm waiting for those questions, and if anyone else has a question, please raise your hand. I'm going to drop TJ Met um, a cat list, so please open a ticket afterwards. I'm going to send Blinky and Ugio uh, 007 uh, 50 catnip each, so please open a cat list spot as well. And uh, yeah, comes Jody with a question. Let's see if we can get Jody on. Hi, Jody. Can you hear us? Jody, can you hear us? Yes. Well, now I can. <laughs> um, I think I, wonderful. I got in on the last little bit. Sorry, I've got some sinus stuff, so I sound lower than normal. But I, I got in enough to ask myself, what are you talking about when it comes to um, having uh, staking or getting coin or what kinds of NFTs have that? Will fat cats be doing that at some point? And how do I learn more about it so I can uh, know what to do and when? Thanks. Um, can can you rephrase it for me, Jody? Yes, um, I'm not sure I quite understood that. Well, I th I think it, if I'm understanding some of the NFT world correctly, there are some um, communities that you can invest in. You can stake the Ethereum or other bit or other coin. Um, to to be able to create some passive income for the holders of the NFTs. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so you're asking about yield farming. Okay, so yes, Jody, you're you. saying if you. Okay, so so in traditional crypto, you can take coins, and if they if they want to incentivize you, you have either uh, you can join liquidity pools and get a percentage of those liquidity pools. Right, those are like uh, you sharing in the transaction fees. And then in some cases where you have coins, uh, like, for example, Crown, Crown Capital's coin, will be doubly incentivizing with yield farming, which means we give you, in order to get greater and deeper liquidity pools, because that tends to help the quality of transactions for everyone and mass exposure, we will be giving you a what's called a yield farming reward as well. So those are the two aspects of traditional crypto as we have it right now. Um, I mean, Bancor's doing something else, but we can kind of visit that another time but what so okay so if that's all right so on that basis jody what would you like to know i'm interested in knowing or where can someone who's just learning go find out about it and uh is fat cats planning on doing that or being involved in another group that's doing that Awesome. Okay. Now I've got you. All right. So when it comes to the education side, I've got an idea for you. Head on over to the Discord of Inventors because this is literally the education models that they focus on. It's one of kind of like their flagship offerings. Um, and, and you, you know, kind of you, if you hang out with Sol over there and a few others, literally, you know, liquidity pools is a very big thing for them. Um, secondly, I would say, yes, uh, we are looking to, in fact, cats, uh, create rewards, you know, but we will primarily be doing them more in the classic investment sense, right? So every couple of months or every month or so, we will vote on whether to distribute some of our profits or to reinvest them, right? It's, a, it's a kind of the question of asset allocation. Do you reinvest or do you pay out? Now, as our ecosystem grows, I think it's in pretty much inevitable that we're going to have multiple sources of income, right? We're already kind of looking now into metaverse platforms, we're looking into buying into certain communities that have mining operations, et cetera, et cetera. But whatever those revenues are, we will be working a way to pay out to our holders. What we wanted to avoid in FatCats was like an ERP20 token ourselves, mostly because we're already pretty much a borderline hedge fund. And so we don't want to piss off the SEC anymore in that regard. But what we can do is use other people's tokens. So we've already uh, integrated the Vault token from Subducks. 
We will be integrating the Crown token from Crown Capital, our big sister, and probably a few other coins. And with that basket, we can start to do some very interesting things as well. Uh, we can elaborate on that more because that's really its own, a, a good topic to have on its own at some point. Uh, does that help, Jody? Jody, did, did that answer your question? Okay, perfect. Um, okay, um, Tillamy, do you want to ask uh, the inventors a question? Uh, actually, I'm a uh, member of the inventors Discord. Um, they were one of the first uh, groups that I joined. Uh, I've only been in the space for about two months. Um, so I sort of um, have a bit of a bit of background or a lot of background with them. Uh, my question is to you. Um, I'm just wondering uh, when, when you're starting, are you starting a Discord? Um, and um, if so, how, how long till that'll happen? Uh, well, we actually have quite an active Discord, and um, I'll actually oh. be coming back to the to, to the inventors to to be presenting Fat Cats at some time on an AMA. And um, you know, we can actually give a little bit of an alpha. We're actually fine, um, kind of ironing out a a bit of a partnership between us. Um, we've already kind of engaged with four other partners who are, in our opinion, building out this ecosystem. So uh, we'll come back for a Fat Cats uh, one in your community soon. And we'll get you some whiter spots. And don't worry, you will not be left behind. I've got to admit, um, I've just been over to your website. And I don't think that I've actually been more impressed with a um, project uh, since the inventors. Well, that means a lot to us. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so um, I've looked at a lot of projects over the last um, eight weeks. Um, I've come onto the space around... Oh, I think it was about 28th of January. I stumbled on it through uh, NFT Worlds and I've gone through <laughs> so many projects and um, I've actually listened to the inventors. I've not jumped into anything uh, head first. Um, I've only minted once um, and I'm just um, pretty much saving my pennies. <laughs> to build up a bit of a pool so I can um, invest in the right projects. And I've got to say, yeah, I've, I went over to your uh, website and I have not seen many projects that seem to be more organised. I love your artwork, by the way. I think it's um, it's very polished. Um, but I really like um, what I'm reading in, in the actual um, website itself, in your roadmap. Awesome, awesome. Well, toss us a message after this and we'll get you a Discord invite because we, we kind of did close our Discord down a little bit so that members on the catalyst could kind of invite their friends so that, you know, we didn't, we didn't want, uh, you know, we love new people to the space, but we didn't want them kind of walking onto a golf course and getting hit by a ball. So we did kind of quasi close down the Discord, uh, but we'll get you an invite with pleasure. Um, all right, I'm, I'm going to kind of hop on to Peter because... I actually have to host Slotty uh, in about seven minutes for WGMI. Uh, so uh, let's get Peter on and then we'll kind of wrap this up. Hey, everyone. Dylan, this is P. Diddy from your Discord. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, just a, a comment and a question, but the comment is, you know, I am a victim of one of the uh, rock pools that happened about a month ago, uh, this club called uh, Vendetta Yacht Club. Several hundreds of us got rock pulled. So I definitely empathize with what you guys were talking about today. And I definitely appreciate the education that you're offering so that this can be avoided in the future. I think I come from an ignorant background. You know, I, I don't understand the NFT space as much as I should. And I'm definitely going to be learning more about it as the future rolls. So definitely looking forward to what you guys have to offer. But my question revolves around, you know, instead of waiting for this to happen and then you know, learn about how to avoid it, are there any in initiatives to avoid all this from happening altogether? Like, are there some government entities that, you know, we plan on discussing with or offering solutions to, uh, to avoid, you know, scammers and people that want to harm others from doing it to begin with? I know it's a broad question. There might not be an answer, but has this ever been discussed before? 
So I'll take this one and then I'm going to hand over to our inventor friends to kind of have the final word. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I am a diehard libertarian. And um, usually uh, government is not the best solution, although having, having them involved in oversight is usually a good thing. But that said, you know, we want to preserve the, the openness that is Web3, right? We want to preserve this decentralization that everyone can come over here. And I think, therefore, the solution is let the free market provide. And what I mean by that is if we start to require higher standards, if we start to ask for docs teams, if we start to ask for quality reporting, if we start to ask for quality standards that we expect from the financial world, right? Go and have a listen to, to our conversation with Kirobo, for example. I mean, these are guys bringing basic banking tools and security so that people don't get wrecked every time they do a transaction, right? So... This is, this is where it starts. And, and, you know, I want to thank you for being brave, for not turning around and, and just buggering off when you got hurt like that. But this is, this, is, this is how we stop it. We can build compassion when we've been hurt and build projects like this, as you heard from the inventors. You know, they got hurt and then they, they chose to take that energy and put it into building a project to make sure that another couple of thousand people never suffered like they did. So I think that that is kind of the first goal. Over time, I think we will probably start to endorse institutions and committees and groups that don't have to be the government, but I think we will start to have kind of institutions that arrive. We already see it with coins, right? You have CERTIC uh, audits, which are, are a mainstay. I mean, we're only now just getting audits starting to be done in NFTs. I know two guys who are doing it, but it, it is not the norm. Whereas when you make a coin contract, an ERC-20 token contract, in, in the Ethereum side of things, I mean, if you want to list it on any sensible exchange, you need to get a, a quality audit, right? And part of that audit is they're going to look at the team and the risk and so on. So, yeah, I think, I think we're just very, very early. And part of being part of a gold rush is that you tend to also be with the cowboys. Uh, inventors, final words go to you. Oh, yeah, I'll just go on the back of that. Um, to you, Peter, I completely get it. And I know the emotional experience of being rugged it's 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 a it's a it's a helpless position as at least that's what it feels like in the in the first phases but yeah we we uh we took that and we went okay well what can we do to help people to self-regulate and the best way to help people to self-regulate is just to get them the right information and the right education so um yeah from from that perspective it's extremely important particularly as we are in, to some degree, this cowboy era, uh, to just get really, really strongly educated. It doesn't have to be difficult. It's just getting involved with the right community. It could be Fat Cats. could also be us. Come and have a chat with us and, um, you know, ask any questions. And, and I think over time, you're just going to get stronger in your gut instinct with things. And you'll know very, very quickly, these guys are good. These guys aren't good something is off here something doesn't make sense here all right so really just uh, i think self-trust self-trust is your biggest friend is what i would say and yeah I appreciate you guys you, dylan. yeah you. appreciate you appreciate you and yeah thank you dylan thank you for having us really appreciated it yeah and look this is going to be the, the the start of many i think of these right i think we can have a lot of cross-pollination visit each other and as i said you know i i won't kind of drop all the details yet but we do have an announcement coming we you know we're going to build with other communities like inventors uh because you know i i i joke about this a lot but fat cat's core offering is a hedge fund with you know and and relative to all of these other big flashy uh projects we're basically selling to toilet paper. Everyone needs toilet paper, but very few people want to invent it. And so I think because we're in that situation, and I think inventors are in a similar situation, most people want education. They want these channels with education and, and, and information and research, but they don't want to make it by themselves. And so both of our communities have this amazing opportunity to become integral and essential to the greater NFT space and work with them to be the best they can be. So thank you all for joining us. And uh, if you want to come and hop over with me to WGMI, we're going to join the team from Slotty, uh, who have done some pretty cool gambling things. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Dylan. Bye, everyone.